welcome back, and here we go for another episode of FileMaker Talk. Woohoo, boy! <laughs> you always love that when I play that. It's just, just no way you can't be in a good mood when you hear that. <laughs> well, I have to thank a friend of mine. I did a, I helped a guy out with uh, something that he was working on. It was a uh, FileMaker database, of course, yeah. and uh, he was a producer in San Francisco and produced music. So he did the intro for that, and he cool. sells it to like Hollywood and all kinds of other places. Nice. So, my friend, what's up? Well, let's see. So I just got back from the uh, um, Find Your Moose conference in Chicago, which was amazing, really great, good two-day focus. It was really, it was not at all a FileMaker tech conference. It was a business conference. Um, and like that. they said, work-life balance. And there were, so I heard your first podcast, and I know that you've got a few more, and you were mm -hmm. like very pleased with the content, so... Oh, very much. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there was several people in the FileMaker universe who we already know. Um, uh, Jesse Barnum, uh, John... Um, Sindelar? Yeah, John Sindelar from Seedcode did a really phenomenal... He did the keynote, actually. And several other people uh, did just really, really amazing um, sessions. But also there was a bunch of people who were outside the FileMaker community talking about... Uh, I well, I actually moderated panels. So we had like legal advice, financial advice. It's like us from a certified financial planner, an attorney, and um, and you know a lot of an insurance broker about the things that you really need to know to grow your business. Um, Mark Richmond did a really awesome session. Um, so I, that, that those aspects of it, and they're really you know kind of wrapping your mind around all these other business topics that are super important. To focus on the growth uh, was really, really valuable. I think most of the people there were small business owners or employees of small businesses um, and looking to you know, find ideas to grow them. So there, and there was some stuff on the life aspect of the work life, but really most of it was about work stuff. But, of course, you know, if you have a successful business, it makes your life happier. And, um, but no one is really advocating for working 70, 80 hours a week. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I just actually watched, I finished, there was, um, I mean, it's amazing. You, you go into your work life and you work and all these things happen out on the internet and you're just like, wow, that's like incredible stuff. So there was this company that I had not known about that I learned about. There were these old adventure games like uh, Monkey Island. Do you remember that? And mm. uh, there was one recent, more recently called Grim Fandango. I remember playing Oregon Trails. Mm -hmm. another adventure game but this company double fine which i didn't know a whole lot about they had like a 20 episode uh, documentary about the whole process of them making a video game that they had kickstarted and ended up getting three million dollars and then wow. it actually the game did really or did pretty well they break broke even based on what they had spent but i'm now playing that with my kids but the reason that i bought it was because of watching the documentary and watching what they went through. I, mm -hmm. beca I, I became interested in their journey. And it's, it's like I remember when I was younger. It, they were just working insane hours, mm -hmm. you know, pulling all-nighters and yep. working and working like crazy to almost barely break even on this game. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm just like, 
wow, you've got to figure out those ways that you can earn a living without driving yourself into the ground with regards to the amount of effort you have to put in. And there's just so many things and so many industries where the balance is just hard to find. I know. Yeah, you wonder when you see really great things. I mean, how can you really know? Um, you know what went into it, but we know that a lot of other things that we really love have, have been had a maniacal focus. You know, the first Mac and first iPhone, and actually just about any great product from Google or Apple or most companies. The first inception of it certainly had that crazy out of whack. Um, work-life balance thing, <laughs> just yeah. maniacally focused on the perfection of that product. Well, John Sindelar, didn't his uh, session say, uh, stop doing that and just yeah. focus on simple well, he, things? <laughs> yeah, his, his session was, was largely about finding things that are not really part of your mission and uh, taking them out. So do less, basically, and, and which creates time to do the things that you love, whether they're work or life, you know. And I think he's really embodied that. And from that came um, his, uh, the calendar thing, which is Dayback. And Dayback, I don't think I really even knew fully what it is. But it's, it's not a, really a FileMaker product. No, it's basically JavaScript. They built a JavaScript front end, threw it in web viewers, but then expanded it to go to other basically web-based facing. Right, right. But what it really is is like a, it's a monthly subscription calendar service that connects multiple different calendars together in one interface and then gives you some really, really powerful tools and custom event-based JavaScripts. So, for example, for me, this would allow me to take all my Google calendars, which we already used for our company, right. FileMaker calendars from my database and maybe some other databases, Slack events, and merge the whole thing together with custom code so that if I add an event to my calendar or change an event on my calendar, it puts it on my Google so my phone and everything else is updated creates or changes a record in FileMaker and puts a note on a specific customer channel in Slack, all in one very natural web. Phenomenal. It's really, really brilliant. Yep. And the it's, whole you know... mashup world, the aggregation, that's just, I mean, that's been taken off for, I mean, it's been around for a decade or so, but it's really been, you know, popular ever since the JavaScript and the whole Node.js has taken off because you've got a uniform language, JavaScript, across a whole platform, all the way from server, database, all the way up. Yep. But that's if you're using like MongoDB and, uh, you know, JavaScript-based database. So it's, uh, it's impressive stuff. It actually, uh, future topic, it gives me pause to think, you know, nobody likes to hear this, but what's the lifespan of FileMaker? What are they going to do to reinvigorate? What are they going to do to uh, compete against all of these technologies that you look at something like that and you're like, well, they didn't build it in 100% FileMaker. They built it with JavaScript, and that's mm -hmm. sort of their core technology. They're just tapping into FileMaker for the being the data store. So, but Well, yeah, but topic. I mean, yeah, but FileMaker's place, I think, still is really good. I mean, we've, we've worried about FileMaker for the last 20 or 30 years, during which time it has continued to grow and grow and grow. Now, not at 40% a year, sure, but... It's still growing, and actually their growth is accelerating now. Um, well, there's no doubt that I love FileMaker. It is absolutely, I can't find anything that allows you to go as fast from start to finish from idea to functional software. Functional, something that mm -hmm. improves the workflow or lets people do things. <laughs> which is actually kind of a perfect segue to the topic of this podcast, which is today it kicks off um, a, a little global guerrilla marketing campaign called Hashtag FileMaker. 
Oh, so we're in a we're in a new segment now, right? We're in a new segment now. What? We're in a new segment now? <laughs> oh yeah. Bunker <laughs> Town. Transition. <laughs> so hashtag so if you go to hashtag filemaker.com all spelled out, because apparently you can't have a number sign hashtag in a part of a domain. Um you can read a little bit more about this. Uh, and But what it is is on the first Monday of every month, we're going to try to put uh, – we being just the community. Nobody really owns this. Uh, come up with one particular idea and one hashtag and then write a tweet, Facebook post, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube video, podcast, anything in social media. You know, as little as a couple of minutes or whatever of your of every single developer's time. So we're asking every FileMaker developer in the world to think about or to, to participate in this to get FileMaker on the radar and move the needle a little bit, right? So I want this to be a trending, increasing thing. Um, and the first event the, this month is Excel to FileMaker. So all spelled out. Um, <clears throat> so hashtag E-X-C-E-L-T-O. F-I-L-E-M-A-K-E-R, in case you didn't know how to spell FileMaker. And um, the idea would be to just tell a story about, uh, like what you just mentioned, FileMaker is the fastest tool to actually provide valuable automation and workflow and uh, as something as simple as taking a spreadsheet and of inventory or whatever, converting it into a FileMaker database, posting it to a FileMaker server, getting multiple users access to it at the same time, which you can't really do with Excel, um, and having meaningful, you know, adding some a detail view, adding a fine screen, uh, adding some other tables and making a relational database out of it, and poof, in, in one literally two-hour session, you have created a system that runs your business as, from, from, a, uh, from this conversion. And I've done this many times this year in different scale. So obviously the the most obvious of this is basically just drag your Excel spreadsheet on top of FileMaker, right? Sure. That's one way. I, I mean, I actually have not done a whole lot with communicating between FileMaker and Excel. Excel. The only thing I've done is pushing it back into Excel via ODBC, mm-hmm. but I don't actually work on a whole lot of projects that start with a whole lot of Excel spreadsheets. When you drag a whole Excel document, does it take the first sheet, or do you get to choose the sheet, or I'm completely ignorant on dragging and dropping Excel. I don't even have Excel installed on my computer, actually. Yeah, I, I do, and I use it a lot for certain things. Um, but I think the the real issue that we're trying to get at here is a lot of people out in the business world use Excel as a database. So they'll have a spreadsheet that has regimented columns and rows of organized data that doesn't break into different parts within one sheet. In other words, it's really a database. So we, we had a, a client recently that had um, that they, they do custom posters, really, really great little company. And uh, this brilliant artist and his wife and several other staff members run this company. And um, they have thousands of posters that they sell. Um, in inventory, sitting on shelves, and uh, and they had this spreadsheet to c- categorize them all, and there was so many problems with it because they had to like put it in Google Drive or something, so only one person can be using it at a time, and uh, sorting was a problem. You have to make sure you're sorting correctly because if you sort it on one column, then that one column gets out of order. So there's all kinds of just problems in Excel. They were using color as data, so there's no way to sort or search on that as all at all. Right. 
Uh, there was no really good way to find, no kind of any flexible finding or anything like that. And there was no detail screen. And also they have images of all these posters and Excel has no ability to do that. So I go out there the first day and just import that spreadsheet into FileMaker, post it up to my FileMaker server at ODI, and download, I think at the beginning we did a trial copy of FileMaker that then bought a license, a five-user license, site license, um, and just started using it in FileMaker. So they, that, that end of that first day, they actually had a, uh, a detail screen that had multiple tabs. One of the tabs pointed at a website that had images that someone else had done for all of their posters, and it was a really easy way to capture them and copy and paste them. Um, the list screen, you could no longer edit, so it made, it made editing a little bit more intentional so that they didn't get data entry errors. Uh, we started creating some new fields to normalize the data better. Uh, and then really from then on, they just kind of kept adding features and making it better and are building this little database that's, you know, they're kind of a one-of-a-kind company. There's really no one else. I hadn't seen anything else that really, you know, does this thing exactly. So, I mean, they could have used something like QuickBooks or something, but it would have, it would have been really ill-fitting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that is one of the, for me, the only thing I could correlate to using Excel since I don't get a whole lot is I do do a lot. I mean, a lot of CSV drag and drop. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if FileMaker supports both, if you drag and drop an Excel spreadsheet onto FileMaker or if you drag and drop a, a CSV file, it just basically converts it. And if you have the headers there, I mean, it, it instantly mm -hmm. turns that delimited data into a much more usable form, uh, mm -hmm. uh, format. I mean, the searching alone is an instant gratification feature because you can now mm -hmm. search across all of it and it's not all disassociated. And the ability to sort, I mean, all of the things that FileMaker does to it, you're converting it. I mean, you're converting a spreadsheet to a database. So, Well, Excel has the ability to search and sort, but that's kind of where it ends, you know. Uh, if, you, if you want to start building other tools to automate it at all, like, you know, uh, to me, the biggest one is a detail view. Having multiple views and having, you know, multiple windows of the same thing and... And then not even, not even to mention record locking. Um, of course, you can get some of the way down this road with Google Sheets because Google Sheets yeah. actually allows multiple users. And it's kind of cool because it'll show you if two or three people are in it at the same time, you can see exactly what cell people are clicked into and what they're doing, which is kind of neat. Yep, um, and they have the little chat up there in the top too. Yep. So you can actually chat while you do that. That's the one thing that I love about... Uh, Google Sheets, though. Google Sheets, if you use their Google Forms, it automatically makes a sheet for you. Mm -hmm. So you can have a form online and for free that it's ready to capture data so quickly and it doesn't come with the overhead that FileMaker has with like mm -hmm. WebDirect. So, I mean, you throw up a form, you're ready to capture data. That data, you, you're a menu click away from export as um, CSV and then drag and drop on FileMaker. You've got that for me, that's what I do a lot of. But you can that's export cool. as an Excel spreadsheet too. I think from Google Docs. Yeah, well, you're but you have really limited record sets. I think with the Excel, you get what thirty two thousand or sixty four thousand rows. Um, Google's, I think, way less than that. Oh, I've never hit those requirements myself. Oh, I hit them all every time. <laughs> uh, well, because I work with millions and tens of millions of sets of records all the time, and that's so right. you know, thirty two thousand. Please, it's just. 
um, or really any kind of limit. That's the other thing. You know, FileMaker doesn't really have any of these arbitrary limits uh, really in any area. You know, field count, record count, layout count. The only one that I can still think of, which I think is kind of meaningless, is height of a given layout. One layout can still only be 16 pages or whatever. Yeah. Which is dumb because, I mean, really, if you have a long layout, just put it in list view and poof, now you've got unlimited. Right. Huh. You know, and I was trying to think here. I was thinking, what are the advantages? Because I use the Sheets application on my iPad when I go out and I actually collect or do data. And I was thinking about it from a cost standpoint. If FileMaker Go is free, once you've made a FileMaker database, you've got that. You can have that on your mobile device for free as well. So it's only when you need to actually hook it up to to a server and actually share and interact with multiple people through the database. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, just... And as we well know, you and I very keenly... uh, this is just a starting point. You know, FileMaker is a whole development environment and has all these incredibly rich tools. And, you know, saying it is something that uh, can just convert Excel spreadsheets and pick up where Excel leaves off is just not fair. It's, but it is a very, very valid, great starting point for a, a lot of FileMaker users. And I would love it if more people just came into FileMaker that way by realizing Excel is the wrong tool for the, a lot of the stuff they're doing in business. And to start using FileMaker, I think it would it would make the world a better place, Matt. I don't disagree with you. I think I think FileMaker, from a marketing standpoint, has uh, a lot of hurdles, uh, basically because they've got so many so much competition that comes from open source, so many sources that are free, that are highly scalable. That what they need to do is they need to get it in front of as many people as possible. And I think doing that via the Excel method, if they were to do that, if they were to put on something like an arbitrary limit of, say, I don't know, you could convert your Excel spreadsheet, but use FileMaker fully, 100% free, and put the limit at like a, a record count instead of like user counts or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever the trial does. If it expires after 60 days, get rid of that time limit. You got to get people hooked. On you got to get them addicted on the capability and the power. And if they drag an Excel spreadsheet on, they try it for a little while, but then they don't really evolve it and make the FileMaker solution do a little bit more, maybe either because they don't know or they don't know a developer or they're not going to spend on a developer. They just have to get over that hurdle because otherwise people will just stick with Excel. They'll continue, oh, well, Excel's working fine for me because they may not be able to see the advantages that FileMaker brings. Well, that's just my opinion, though. Well, I don't know. I, 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 that may be part of it. I'm not sure that that's the whole um, story. I think there's a lot of different things because none of these open source things are really doing any marketing. They're just sort of, you know, they're there because they're, they solve the problem nicely. Um, and, and I'm not sure that FileMaker can really actively spend a bunch of money to market against that. I mean, what would they do? Buy, you know, newspaper ads or magazine ads? That obviously wouldn't really do it. No, and some I of the things do they that. are doing, you know, pretty effectively, they've got these presentations in Apple stores that they've got a bunch of us FBA people doing. And the, it's actually, it's kind of like a conversion of that spreadsheet that I was just talking about. This customer that I did recently, it was so exciting because it was really very, very similar to that script that FileMaker shows. And yet it was a total real world example of that. 
And it was the fifth one we did this year like that. It was, I think it was just kind of especially cool because it's such a cool company and, you know, working with a, an artist who's well-respected and well-known and, and watching it make a really big difference in their company and seeing the appreciation they had, that's just very gratifying. And it's just something I li- I'd like to repeat a lot. Yeah, I, I totally, that's my recent, most recent experience was, you know, I took a, a couple of days and started creating a little database that helps me manage point of sale for selling popcorn for Cub Scouts. And before that, they were doing everything on paper and the person had to, somebody, after they got all of the, these different pieces of paper, they have to go in and enter that. And I just, oh, I'm so adamantly opposed yep. to manual data entry, not just because of the fact that you have to take the extra, it's like a duplicate of effort, but the fact that your errors and omissions increases significantly because humans get fatigue. And so if you can capture it right at the point that any type of data needs to be captured, that is infinitely better than here, let's do this on paper because it's quicker and faster and then translate that back into the database. I'd much rather figure out, okay, let's get something digital capture at the point that the data needs to be captured and then try to work on making the process a little bit more efficient. Well, you know, that project that you just described really is an Excel to FileMaker kind of a project. They may or may not have been using Excel at the back end, but that's really what that was. You're, you're taking a manual thing and, and switching the data entry to the place where it should be by using the appropriate tool, which in this case was FileMaker. Yes, they were, they were ultimately using a spreadsheet. I mean, that's where people go to in order to enter data, whether it's coming off of paper or initially being entered there. Yep, and a spreadsheet so. is a really, really poor data entry vehicle. Yeah, in fact, the documentary that I just mentioned, Double Fine, they showed so many different uh, s- uh, screenshots of computer screens and everything that they were doing for tra- from tracking their uh, workflow to their budgeting, and th- it was always cells, you know, mm. cells and columns. Mm-hmm. So they were using Google Sheets, but it was uh, it was in a spreadsheet format. So, well, that's my message for today, Matt. Well, that's cool. Anybody who's uh, who's got stories, they're supposed to post it to Twitter or post it uh, on the website, or how does it work? Post it to Twitter or, or Facebook or LinkedIn or anywhere that you normally would you uh, would use social media. And by the way, you should be using social media; it helps your business. Um, and reference this one uh, hashtag, uh, which is Excel to FileMaker. Okay. And also, if you wanted, you could you could re- reference FileMaker, so hashtag FileMaker as well. Um, which I think would be good, kind of link it together. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the website right now, and the website is spelled out, hashtag, H-A-S-H-T-A-G, mm-hmm. FileMaker.com. Yep. And the word FileMaker.com. Mm-hmm. I and, didn't originally uh, get that, that's, that, that that was a website. Yep, that's a website. And that's where you can read, inform- read about what's the uh, upcoming projects are going to be for each month, and we'll have a... Um, a method where you can suggest and vote on different ideas so that we can get a, a good democratically elected um, idea for each month. Um, and who knows what future ones are going to be. Maybe we'll have one focus on FileMaker Go, one focus on WebDirect, one focused on you know, specific things inside FileMaker like relational value lists. or I don't know. I'm not, not sure if it's going to be a geeky thing or a productivity thing. We'll just go where it, where it goes basically. Definitely something for us to do. Yep, for sure. Give us more of a reason to get on the old mic here. (laughs) Always a good thing to do. 
All right. So that's going to be it then, right? Yep. Have a great day, Dr. Petrovsky. See you later. <laughs> All right.